0: Hello and welcome back to the Northern Grow a podcast. It is so good to be here again doing another episode. Um, You know, I'm starting to really feel and appreciate the change of the seasons where I am here out on the prairie. Um, I feel like I am getting over this spring cold, but I still feel a little bit uh, kind of stuffed up stuffy nose. You can probably tell it in my voice. Um, But yes, I'm starting to appreciate the change. We're having these beautiful long days. It feels, or supposedly, the last of these spring snowstorms have passed. And that we are on the slow upswing to double digits and warmer evenings. And you know what? I have been in the garden prepping beds today, which I am super Um, It always gets me really excited for spring when I can start bed prep. My dog is in here and she has a chew while I'm recording, so some kind of background noise going on there. It is my dog. Um, She cannot chew her chew quietly, it seems. She has to be very obnoxious and loud with it. Um, But anyway, um, I am prepping beds. I'm getting very excited. I do tend to plant peas in April, which for some people might seem early. I've always had success and been okay with growing peas um, as early as this. And you know, they can withstand the odd snowfall. So if we do get a blast of winter that comes in, I think they'll be fine. Um, And you know what? I've also been tending my indoor seeds um, as well. So we do have some tomatoes germinating. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Watermelons cantaloupe we've got um, I've got various flowers in there too so I have some dianthus and carnations and uh, yeah it's I think I've got thyme growing sage um, basil so just a nice selection of things that I've started indoors and they're growing the peppers are um, growing so just a nice selection of items I was tending to those they seem to be quite happy Um, this year actually I have, uh, we moved into a new place and I almost have like a, we have like a glass enclosed, uh, south facing, um, porch. And so it almost has like a greenhouse effect going on in there. Um, I do have some heat mats set up, but it's very bright and light and everything just seems very happy right now. So I'm really thrilled. And I'm so excited for being able to plant these things out in the garden and uh, really see the garden start to grow. And you know what was amazing? I went for a Costco run yesterday into the city, and I could not resist when I saw like a hu- these huge basil plants. They have huge basil plants. Um, my basil plants aren't big yet. And, you know, once I saw them, like... I did end up purchasing one. I was there getting some pantry supplies and I saw this huge basil and I just, I did decide to pick one up um, because you know what, the, ki- I just love having them in the kitchen, right? The smell and the greenery, it's just really, oh, it's just really amazing to me to have that. Um, I just love basil leaves as well. Like one of my favorite snacks is to just have basil leaves with salt and cheese Um, It's a really simple, delicious snack. It reminds me of summer so much, of just going out into the garden, bringing in fresh herbs, and I was so here for it when I saw that basil. Um, So I did purchase one. My son also loves basil leaves, and he was just grabbing them by the handful to eat, and, you know, he was so joyful about this simple moment of just grabbing onto, like, those leaves and enjoying the whole sensation of... This fresh basil, and I was thinking, like, you know, as he's doing that, he's just sitting, munching away in these leaves, and he's like, this is so good. And as he was doing that, I was just, you know, really got me thinking, like, wow, what a simple yet wonderful moment in her life right now. He was so overjoyed, and he was just saying that he couldn't wait for the garden and he just wanted to eat everything in the garden. And, you know, I felt a lot of affirmation then that this was one of the many reasons that I grow a garden so our family can have these really beautiful memories and perhaps stories to tell of their summer days spent in the garden, just, you know, out enjoying the sense and taste of the garden and nature and develop an appreciation of the season of summer And that led me to, you know, my brain kind of goes down these little rabbit holes, and that led me to thinking of why I garden and grow food, and that despite how wild and eventful the world feels, that I, first and foremost, always homestead and garden out of positivity. And that was bringing me back into today's episode, that it is purposeful with the intent of bringing joy, like I garden and homestead because I want to bring joy into our family's lives and into my life. And so I was thinking, um, kind of led me down into today's episode, which is basically me kind of thinking and talking about um, our intention behind our gardens and homesteads. And I was just getting more introspective and philosophical in nature And I think it's a really important point of reflection for gardeners and stedders about really thinking about why we do what we do. What is our driving force behind the hours of seed care, all that garden prep, you know, the evenings spent canning, you know, we put hours into this and are we doing it out of fear or joy? Like... You know, when I tell people like to me it is so normalized to just grow a huge garden and preserve that garden and I make bread and I don't bat an eyelid and we make all of our bread products and it's just such a part of habitual life. But then you kind of talk to other people and that is not normal. That is uh some people might raise their eyebrows at you. Um some people I have many comments of well, why don't you just go get it at the store? That's too that's so much dedication or you're such a purist. Which I don't even know what that means, I guess. But I've had that comment before, too. Like, why are you putting, you know, people almost look kind of scathingly at you and almost skeptical, right? Like, why would you be putting so much effort into this? Like, what is the point when you can just go get your stuff at the store? And I think that's why when we document and talk and discuss about why we do what we do, it's really important for us to come from a place of, well, I do this out of joy, or I do this to bring me happiness, because these actions I do in my kitchen and garden, like they genuinely just make me happy. That is literally why I do them. I mean, there are other perks too, right? I love the extra set of preparedness. I love being and feeling kind of, you know, a little bit closer to nature and the seasons and the cycles. Um, But at the root of it, it just genuinely just makes me happy and brings joy into my every day, right? I feel for me like I'm making my every day more intentional and joyful. Um, And I guess people maybe think that for a lot of us that do this type of stuff, that we're kind of you know, really fearful, like we're coming, we're doing it out of a place of fear. Like I have people who be like, well, you can just get it at the store. Like, why don't you just do this? Or why would you do that? Um, and they kind of are skeptical, I think, because they think that for those of us that participate in these little routines and these seasonal routines, that we are scared or fearful of something and, you know, just kind of not quite with it. Um, and I think that just makes people genuinely skeptical of like the new modern like homesteading or back to the land movement that is happening, or even in with like local food movement and um, the rise in farmers markets, that type of thing, and market gardening. I think people genuinely just think it's coming from, you know, a place of fear. And that is something that can turn them off, right? Turn them off. And if we want to create local movements and more local food, community gardens, uh, we want to make better choices and encourage others to join in, then if we come at this too with a place of fear, or we encourage or invite other people to come into what we are doing out of a place of fear, how sustainable is that, really? And how inviting is that for other people out there? And I guess I'm trying to not be super negative, but just um, lately, like it feels like if you are around on the Instagram homestead world, uh, there's just like a lot of fearful and I don't really wanna say it, uh I'm trying to think of the right word. Like in air quotes like prepper content and I'm rhetoric out there, and to me, that would feel like I'm homesteading from a place of panic and, you know, kind of I guess in a way I sort of a prepper too. Like we have a big pantry and I always make sure I am stashed for rainy days and as a family we do have like uh emergency kind of plans and ideas in place. But I think like, you know, this shows like those big prepping shows and kind of some of the really hardcore prepping channels out there have almost like turned people off in in a way and uh they don't want anything they don't want to listen to you, or want anything to do with you or you know, they just think it's kind of this nonsense rhetoric. Uh, um, and, you know, maybe for me, if I was doing that to get views or clicks, like maybe they are people or people genuinely do believe in educating and education, but whatever the reasons behind that, some people are genuinely, um, you know, I kind of question that and think, would that make me would that sustain me? Would that fear and drive be enough to sustain me and pat and be a passion for me? Or is it feeding my soul? Right? Maybe? I should say in a way, like, you know, all homesteaders are preppers in a sense. And I'm not kind of, I actually have no particular like, accounts in mind. But I'm just talking from what I've seen in general out there. Um, and just in my life, some conversations that came up recently too. just, you know, when I'm, doing what feels normal to me, gardening, homesteading, baking my bread, cooking from scratch. And then, you know, people like, well, why, why would you do that? Um, and you know, it kind of then leads me down a path of discussion with them and they kind of bring up like all of the really like fearful stuff, right. That's out there and everyone's off their rockers and they're just all clickbaity and all of this stuff. So I guess in a way I'm trying to say that although many of us store or grow food, um, Which isn't bad. Like homesteaders are all kind of preppers, Um, and it's not a bad choice to be in that position. It can be a good thing, Um, but it's just like there's kind of these very stereotypical um, things on social media, right? These very stereotypical kind of homestead-related pages and accounts or tags or hashtags, what have you, Um, and they're often concerned with hoarding items, avoiding others. Learning to do all the things, but if any of you are like me, like if I was living my homestead life, like some of this kind of fearful, um, in this way of fear, I think I would get burnt out from it. My brain and mind would honestly just start to scream at me from fear and burnout and anxiety. And I'm a very anxious person. I struggle with anxiety in our future. And for me personally, what drew me to live in a way that is more intentional and homesteading base, even urban homesteading as best as I could, was the sense of autonomy and making decisions and taking on the role of making choices about my food learning, some skills that would foster independence and some self-reliance. But along the way, I have come to realize that there is so much more involved than doing this out of fear or isolating yourself and learning all of the things and all of the skills. For me, I have learned how important that strengthening and connecting with community is, that completing these daily or weekly or seasonal tasks that come with the territory is so much more better when it is something that I genuinely enjoy. And when you share with other people about baking bread or canning or foraging, uh, they can be put, put off when it comes from a place of the scaries and to be honest, fear breeds division. And to me, that is not what homesteading should be about. Uh, We cannot do all the things we need to share our skills with others. Uh, Trade your area of expertise for some other skill that you don't know how to do. And I think that's really important when we share that with our children. Um, If they see helping in the garden as fun and joyful they will take that with them into adulthood and probably be more likely to want to do that too because of the good memories they have. I know I always wanted to grow and return to gardening because of the memories I have from my grandparents of going to their allotment and picking peas and spending evenings with tea towels on our laps, bulls beside us, and we're just shelling away and eating quite a few. And the conversation would organically flow from that. The beauty was there in this mundane and necessary life task. But we were connecting and we were tasting the earth and our fingernails were turning green. And I think this sticks out so vividly for me because in my regular day-to-day life, this did not exist. Uh, You know, it was good, but it was like a very typical suburban upbringing. And I always felt something missing. Everything felt so made and curated and industrialized. And it was just these small moments in the allotment that I realized that I was craving um, that intention of, and authenticity, and that—that's what felt intentional and authentic to me. Of course, everybody's different, um, and I just resonated with it. And I think for me, maybe it just felt like more real, like more I could feel more present. I was more interactive and hands-on with the world around me, um, in a way that I was not when I was not in the garden, um. And I think if we're choosing to garden and grow food because of, you know. I learned to do because it was a joyful thing. It was not a place out of, we've got to prep because everything bad um, and things can be scary and bad, but that drew me to go back to that gardening, right. As an adult. And I wanted to go back and learn those skills. And it's not like my uh, family was like, you know, kind of just doing it for fun. They also genuinely like stored and ate a lot of the food. Um, And I think, you know, that's such a huge reason I chose to curate a life that is learning homestead skills and growing food and flowers. For me, I think it's about finding simplicity, and it's the intentional living. And it's about finding the joy filling my cup and feeding my soul in a way that makes sense for me. And I think so many people are, and I think that's where we kind of see this draw again to like this, the modern new new homestead movement um, is because people kind of are disenchanted with their lives. And maybe that is because of disconnect, you know, we're disconnected from food, from cooking, from nourishing ourselves, from our families, the world around us, from nature, from the land. And I think these are on a deeper level, so important to the human spirit and mind And we as a society don't realize the impact that leaving such things out, like not prioritizing these, prioritizing these, does have an effect on our whole selves, right? Our whole holistic self. And I think for me, that is why I choose to garden and homestead with joy rather than fear. Um, I think it'll attract and encourage others to feel the same. It'll bring simple joys into their lives and homes and to help them feel whole again. And I think if we are wanting to sustain and encourage a movement, we need warmth and joy to nurture it, to keep it going and to invite others in. If you can connect and have a homestead-minded community around you, then you're going to feel encouraged and motivated and not dissuaded by extreme opinions or like division, but rather allow small practices to be and connections to be integrated um you know into your homestead into your life um and then you'll start to just feel this like wonderful shift in mindset and habits and accepting the joy that things bring and i think it's just a really peaceful beautiful place to be in i think society needs more joy i think it needs more of us willing to choose joy willing to foster and nurture it into our lives, willing to share it with others. I think we have been or have become so fearful of the world and of each other uh, that we're not in a good place right now. And even on my local homestead kind of pages, and this would be on various forms of social media out there in the realm of the internet, you know, I do see people who might say, oh, I'm looking to move like off grid or to a homestead. And I want the people around me to be X, Y, Z and to think like this or to maybe follow this certain religion and do this with their children and um, vote like this. And to me, like, that's not I just don't that's not what homesteading is about to me. Um, I think it's about nurturing communities that are going to uplift each other and um, support each other and not really isolating yourself from the world and especially like that kind of, it's almost dangerous rhetoric to isolate yourself from the world and choose to live somewhere where everybody, um, you know, like reflects your thoughts and your opinions. Um, I don't think it does our souls or minds any good to not, um, you know, interact with different people or encounter various folk in our lives. Um, And so I've always kind of thought, uh, you know, I've been wary of kind of going with that and following that lead and saying, well, I only want to live around people who are like this or who vote like this or think this. Um, I just don't think that's healthy for our minds. Um, And I think again, like that society is almost becoming super divided. And I feel this division is even coming into the Homestead world. And I hope we can shift from that. And I know there are many of us in this world trying to be shift makers. And that's just where I think we are, friends. I think we need to just keep bringing the shift. Keep on driving for change uh, and good things and good lives and habits. And to be the joy makers, not just in the homestead world or in the gardening world, but in the whole world around us. Connect with others, smile, um, talk, share, share our knowledge share advice, share gifts. And I really believe we can be the change and choose change and we can at least try. And maybe I'm an optimist, but I do believe, um, you know, I believe in good places and good things and good people and the power of nurturing goodness into our lives, you know, manifest it, you know. Uh, but anyway, mindset is huge and can make a huge impact in our lives. And so please remember if you are just in this place of spring where it's really busy and you're feeling stuck on your homestead, it's okay to take a break and reevaluate. Return with a shifted mindset and goals. Um and you know, remember that you were home you started your homestead. You chose a homestead because there is something about it that is bringing you joy. And the path to success and the path to finding joy in your homestead, it isn't going to be linear it has its ups and downs, like everything. And I think it's valuable when we acknowledge that. And it just makes me feel more at peace with whatever comes away with the garden this season and what the season will shape up to be like. Uh, focus on the joyful parts and the joyful reasons. And please try to have a happy gardening and growing season. And connect with others and share your good thoughts. And I will end it there. I feel... Because I feel like I'm getting rambly and I feel like today may have been a ramble blurb of thoughts. But, you know, I've just been digging. Like I said, I've been garden prepping. And so it just means I kind of sit with my thoughts for a lot of the day. Um, And I've been really working through my mindset and mental health right now personally. And I thought, you know, many of us might be feeling in the trenches and wondering why we do what we do. And that this episode might just serve as an important reminder um to not focus on the fear or negativity, but to keep focused on finding our joy and finding our path and keep doing, you know, fighting the good fight, basically. Um so please go forth, my fellow gardeners, witchy friends. Have a beautiful moment or a beautiful day today. Um if you'd like to connect with me, you can email the show at the Northern Grow Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, follow me on Instagram at the underscore northern underscore grower. Um, I want to thank you for the support, for listening. Like I said, I feel today was more of a blurb and I just wanted to like, I was going through my thoughts in the garden and I just had to get them out Um, and, you know, kind of discuss just a lot of division in the world and division that I think we see a lot in our homestead world as well. And I think we need to shift our mindset. And if we want to encourage others to connect with us and join in with us, then we got to turn our place around and be a place of positive and joyful uh, growth and community there. So thank you. Take care and have a wonderful day.